0: is down but they're looking for the killer blow that's it back of the end zone dagger he's Jamil's coming Jamil's coming he's moving. he's moving he's got him he's got him he's got him it was caught but jed has called the sack incomplete he called the sack it's two points to the hammerhead an unbelievable sack there by Jamil. The last game of the day, and it's caught and it's in. It's a touchdown. That's it. It's a, a touchdown off the last score. play of the game. Last the clock play. is at zeros. That's it. Your Swansea Hammerheads are advancing to the Division One final, having knocked off the two seed and having knocked off the one seed. Fun. Alan Young, you look absolutely stunned. What do you mean by lie? Genuine lie? Yes, we're broadcast. Hello, radio! And now, a new episode of The Way We HNC It. yes welcome back to the way we hnc it we have been on a little bit of a hiatus as uh real life has caught up with us but don't worry we uh, are back in business and today is a big show so thank you for lending us your your holes uh i am bez berry i am your host and i am joined as ever by the fantastic mr stewart anderson how are you tree
1: hey bez it's lovely to hear your voice it has been an absolute hot minute <laughs> since we had the chance to catch up with you we've, we've missed a lot we've not we've not been able to chin wag over flag in a while mate it's been i've missed you
0: we have and we've uh completely compromised the hosts pickum, the pundits pickum league um, oh it's, well. it's
1: defunct now that's it. it's done
0: we've yeah. missed we've missed the uh singular weekend with probably the most games on one day that i've ever I mean, seen we could so... easily make up for it
1: you know we've got a lot of football left in the season yeah. but, so i'm pretty sure we can we can we'll catch up
0: Okay. we have to do a double weekend we have to oh do, we, we can one go and div and div one prem. yeah same weekend Actually, fa- same wavelength we've got this pick every game how hard can it be how hard can it be ah, it's easy exactly exactly uh there is there is no there is no greg uh this this evening this well there's a podcast it could be anytime who knows when you're listening um but we found someone equally capable to fill his not insignificant sized shoes uh, our special guest this evening is a Great British Golden Lion, he's a Great British Silver Lion, he's a Manchester Crow, he has a truly alphabetic spaghetti amount of letters after his name. He's a Pick Bowl champ, a King Bowl MVP, it is player 14, Dr. Liam Harper.
2: Hello, Welcome oh, guys. how are you doing? Welcome, Thanks Liam. very much for having me on, Bez, and uh, congratulations on your recent engagement.
0: Thank you, thank oh, you yeah. very much. Thank you very much i appreciate that um and also same to you not too far gone (laughs) yeah a few months
2: yeah six months ago yeah yeah yeah. it's pretty pretty yeah pretty recent.
0: yeah good Good. i'm
2: four years into it guys good luck
0: (laughs) (laughs) you must get you must get a you you must get a proper there must be like a name for a a five-year anniversary though what's five years
1: I always, I I forget every time I get married, like, oh sorry, wedding anniversary. Every like, time
0: you get married. Yep. Cool. I mean, sure. It's your uh it's your wood anniversary. Oh, tree. nice, the nice. Fifth, nice. fifth anniversary is is wood.
1: Okay, well good to know for the sixth for next year, right? I'll try yeah. to remember. Yeah, I don't I'm not gonna bother.
0: I'm not gonna Google every single one for you, but uh nah,
1: I'm all right, mate. I don't <laughs> don't It just puts pressure on me to actually do something. So I'll
0: get I'll get you a plank for your wedding anniversary. Thanks, mate. <laughs> cool. So, yeah, Liam, how are, how are things? How, GB, obviously, big nod. Congratulations on, on the gold squad.
2: Oh, th- yeah, oh, thanks very much. Yeah, really excited for, for Limerick in August. Um, we, I've just come off a, a call, actually, with the defence, so we're kind of starting to ramp up preparations uh, for that. We've got a camp next weekend, Lovely. Um, and then we've got another couple in July. Um, so yeah preparations are going to be pretty intense i think over the next couple of months getting ready for that
0: yeah for sure so did you um because obviously obviously we had uh, we had young Ian a little while ago to uh kind of name the team and and tell us like his his process so let's get it from a player's perspective was like did you get like a phone call like is like what's what was the call like did you know it was coming like did you think like after the last camp like I've i've got this like i've played well enough um so like or yeah is it a phone call is it an email like how what's how does it go down
2: yeah thankfully i did find out before he came on the podcast and announced it um which was around it was around uh, the weekend of king Bowl, actually so we got a an email from paul labette who's the the team manager and i was been on here before um to to say you know please sign up for a particular day and time to have a chat with with alan and um, Head coach to to find out essentially if you've made the the twelve man squad uh, for Limerick. So at that point we had sixteen of us, yeah, and um yeah, we had one more sort of camp to for Alan and the coaches to decide, you know, which twelve they wanted to take, and then we have got four reserves. So yeah, he gave me a call on the, on the Friday evening. I just just landed in in Utrecht, really, just checked into the hotel, and then about fifteen minutes later he gave me a call, he, he let me know the news. So yeah, it was. I was buzzing, really. Obviously, excited to be at King Bowl, and it was great to get that news, you know, the day before, um, before playing. So yeah, that's how it works. So yeah, give gave me a quick call. I had, had a nice wee chat, nice. and then I wasn't allowed wasn't allowed to tell anybody
0: no. until
2: until the Sunday because he he needed to tell all the other players. You know, oh, yeah, of
0: course, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, so I just, got
1: a little, I, I like Mister Lamb as well, though, Matt. Mister Matt Berry. Of course, uh, yeah. Same news I got from Brandon. I was walking from King Bowl. I got off the bus. Brandon Lamb. Ali, me, he's like, I'm not meant to tell you boys, but uh, got picked for GB. I'm like, I'm not meant to tell anyone. Yeah, I got, I got, I got, I got public and say scoop, you know. But we're, yeah. you know, it was in a trusted
0: circle, you know. Yeah. They, they, and then they, really say, so I didn't circle.
1: even tell the podcast. Get it to yeah. myself. Get it
0: to yourself. It's well very secretive. <laughs> yeah. And now you've just outed him. <laughs> yeah, it's all
1: right. Yeah, exactly. We all love lamb. You can't it's be fine. trusted. You can't be so, trusted. Ah, that. nah, that's it.
0: That's it. They'll be telling. We've given Brandon like fake a fake playbook just so he doesn't tell anyone. Into- <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> just
1: to, like reach the, the network of players. Like, but, uh, this playbook's different to mine. What do you guys think that? of this? Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, fantastic. So did it? So when 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 the phone call goes, did he was he just like right? I'll I'll get it. Give it to you. Play it, or did he like make you? Did he make you wait for it, or was it just like you're in?
2: Yeah, he 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 started with uh with the yeah. good news. Yeah, yeah, he didn't he didn't make me wait. Well he asked he asked me how it was and then he yeah. got straight into it. Yeah, yeah I'll be no I'll one.
0: be better in like three minutes when I know either way. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah, no, I think uh he just wanted to to say thank you know, say well done and then that was it really. Just uh, yeah. let me crack on with getting ready for King Bowl.
0: Yeah, cool. He was uh yeah, he was dead shaft when he was on. He was very pleased with himself with his uh <laughs> with his team. As as he as he has every you know, as he should be and he's clearly uh excited about the um, about the squad and uh, it's definitely interesting because I think um, like the vast majority of the uh, flag football public here in the in the UK are as well judging by the the uh, the, the metrics that that show got um, it's probably the most like, must be the most interesting thing we've ever done um, have been the two GB shows this year um, so yeah there'll be a lot we're hoping to kind of keep up with how it all goes because i think i'm looking forward to uh to seeing how it all goes down um
2: well you guys got the exclusive didn't you because so, uh yeah the the post of the squad was ready to go but it wasn't going to get posted for a couple more days that so whole that
0: whole thing i was like i literally we were literally like in negotiations being like we'll hold off if you want us to hold off like we're easy either way and then uh we still weren't really sure. But we were just like, we'll do, we'll record the interview and we'll post it when we're ready to post it. And um like just before we hit go, and you heard, like you know, you've just heard it, the stern lady, he was like, just post <laughs> it tonight, and we're like done. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, oh my god, we're gonna piss so many people off. But <laughs> um Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. Um so yeah, obviously for club wise, um, no, we'll stick with we'll stick with GB. Obviously, um a pretty successful couple of tournaments with the silvers, um, a good run um at King Bowl just there, a good run at Big Bowl last year, a good run at Flag of New Year, and obviously a Pink Bowl win. Um are you being, so you've, been, you know, you've been part of that setup for a while. Like how do you feel like it's it you know, what development as a player do you think you've you know, what's like the tangible benefits that you've seen of like how you, how you feel in your game and, um, you know, what you feel like made the, if you a, made the difference for you to make the squad.
2: Yeah, I guess in terms of development, um, you know, Dale is really big on team culture, team philosophy, um, how we approach the game, um, obviously from a, you know, a technical perspective, tactical perspective, but a lot of the time it's kind of, how do we approach the game mentally and how do we build team chemistry? How we develop together as a squad because ultimately it is a development team. You know, the, anyone in the silver setup pretty much will have aspirations of moving up into the gold squad at some point, and that's kind of the reason why they maybe want to get involved with the, the GB setup to begin with. Um, so Dale, you know, is certainly somebody who is extremely competitive, and so that's Dale Kirby, the head coach. He's someone who's extremely competitive and does want us to go to these tournaments and, and be successful and win games and win tournaments. Um, but he, he'll describe it as the long win, which um, which is um, a phrase he, he got from a book by Calf Bishop, who's a former Olympic rower. Um, and it's less about, you know, going to a tournament and the, the goal is only to go there and win it. And that's the only thing that you think about. and That's the only focus that you've got. You know, it's more about, OK, what's the journey, what's the process to get to that tournament and to, to get to that point? How, how can we develop as players, as people, as a team? You know every time that we we prepare for these tournaments and go to these tournaments so it's a philosophy that i've really bought into um and it's certainly one that um you know i would would like to to always have i think in inclusion with the with the crows uh, and even you know with the gold squad as well but yeah i think that's something that i've learned the most in terms of uh from from being part of the silvers and, and then you know football iq has definitely increased a lot just from learning from offensive and, and defensive minds that are the part of the setup, uh, like Andrew Gibson on the defensive side and Paul Zinkus, who's defensive coordinator of the Silvers, and Nick Keys, who offensive coordinator of the Silvers, and then just guys like Ashley Ash Lewis, the quarterback, just a super clever, clever guy, just knows the game so well, and I've had the pleasure of playing with him now for you know twelve months or more, and just learn a lot from him. So yeah, those um, those sort of those sort of things have certainly been tangible, and yeah, just helping me develop my confidence in how i play and um, again that's something that dale emphasizes that that mental preparation um yeah and just it's just been a lot of fun that's the that's my big take home from from this past you know it's great to go to these tournaments and just spend time as a team and yeah. just play some flag you know as I, I you know just play fetch in the on a field it's uh it's good
0: yeah it's- yeah, people have asked me like to just to like you know like why do you love football so much? It's like well you just release the puppy inside you, don't you? You just like go chase the ball around. It's great. Um, exactly. But like yeah, it is you know like I, like you can see that you love it and you love the squad, right? Because like as you're talking there, you're like sitting up and you're like grinning as you as you talk, yeah. right? So like you can see the enthusiasm for the squad coming through, and like that's like a a real testament for as you're saying like that culture that Dale's created. And I think I mentioned this to. Greg on a show after not long after Flagging New Year is like because we were doing a stream of the final when you guys were having your final breakdown and the game was getting set up, you guys were actually right below us and like watching the coaches like go to work there and that kind of discussion, you know, couldn't hear it, but like you can see like the body language of everyone around it. And it's like, yeah, you just had a tough, you know, a tough game in the semi final. It's gone to an extra point shootout, you know, like. We, you know, I think all of us have been an extra point shootouts. So you win them, you lose them, and it's like, you know, you're, it's always like yeah. a man. Like, there's always a play at, in some point in the game that you're like, oh, if I'd made that one, it never would have gone that far, or, or whatever. Um, but like, yeah, to see the way that he like got you guys all together, and yeah, no idea what was said in that huddle, but the way that everyone then broke out of it, like heads up, you know, feeling, you know, obviously disappointed, but like not like broken by that is is culture like it's from yeah. the outside like it, it you know you, and you can you can see that as well and it's it's yeah it's yeah, it was it's... the
2: same thing with the king ball final you know i think we probably overachieved in some ways in terms of expectations going into it, especially my expectations i think because there was only maybe three or four of us from the from 2022 silver lions mm-hmm. um so the, the team that had gone to big ball and, and pink ball and then also yeah i guess flag of new year actually as well so into into this year but it was pretty much a brand new silver squad because we'd had the the end of the trials process prior to to king bowl and there's you know five guys five or six guys that was their first tournament with gb so i was just thinking about it like big ball last year where we probably underachieved a little bit finished 13th but i was thinking going into king bowl you know the top eight finish looking at the kind of opposition that we might come up against would actually be a really good achievement um and obviously Think about team culture, it's you know it's about building those relationships and building the team up ready to go to big ball and, and improve on, on that. So to get to the to get to the final and then obviously lose by a point to what was essentially the German national team. I think seven of the seven of the 12 players that went to world games were playing for the Antarctic flamingos in that final. Um so and essentially the defense was that is their national team defense. So to go up against them and obviously run them extremely close and if you watch the game back there's probably moments that we'd all want back and we we could have definitely won that game um so I think that, yeah there was obviously we're disappointed to lose that final but you know people were delighted that we'd actually got to that point and um you know really run that team very very close um, and it's given us a lot of confidence and there's a lot of excitement for this weekend
0: yeah for sure like uh I, I like I we've you know spoke about on the show before with the tree like i i love king Bull. i think it's great um and yeah couldn't couldn't make it out over over this year but um yeah there was it seemed like on the on the start sheet there was a lot of um kind of quasi uh national squads that are obviously practicing for for limerick um which you know i spoke to young about it before like You know when they're looking at entering tournaments obviously number one is like is dale available and number two is like what's the standard of competition um i guess going in there and knowing that those other teams are about and like you say you've got like a relatively new team you must you still think that that's like a good yeah like you say top eight finish would be good and then it's always the same once you're in the knockout you're in the knockout and you go either way you know before you know it you're in a semi you're in a final it's great um yeah. So like, did you, did you kind of know who the teams took, you know, to the, to the outside, the Antarctic flamingos, like no one's, no one's saying like, oh, that's the Germans. So like, did you guys know going in like, um, cause there's the, there's always the, is it, oh how do you say it? It begins with K that's like the French, but it's not the French. Oh, Kalikaku. Kalika, Kalikaku. Yeah. It's always them. Um, like were they, uh, yeah. So did you know, like there was going to be squads around, like kind of swirling around?
2: Yeah, a little bit. I'm a you know, people who know me know I'm a massive nerd and um like to follow flag uh, quite closely around, especially around Europe. So the Dorado ball, which was obviously recently um yeah. that, that ran last year, last same time last year, and Arctic Flamingos won that. Um and I watched the final and it was just the German national team who had gone under that name um to to play and they and they won that tournament. So when I saw they'd signed up for King Ball, I was like, okay, yeah, so that's the that's the German national team. And then and then I saw that there was an Antarctic flamingos. I was like, they they must be taking quite a lot of guys and want to split into two teams. Yeah. Um. So I kind of assumed that's that's what was going to happen. I wasn't sure how they would how they were going to split it. So would they just split it evenly across two teams? But it seemed like. the the Arctic Flamingos was Benji Cleaver, the main quarterback for Germany, or he has been recently I don't know if he is in in the new squad that's going to to Limerick Uh, and then the Blitzer Heiko and then the rest of the guys were all essentially trialists, so I know the German Flag Association run quite a good Instagram page actually and um, they kind of announced squads and, and did do a good job with the social media. Um, so I knew they'd got their, their 30-man squad put together. Um, and I think most of those guys were at Kingwell uh, playing yeah. across the two squads. And then, yeah, the Ant- uh, Antarctic Flamingos, so the team he played in the final, who, confusingly, <laughs> we were wearing Waldorf Wanderers jerseys, they they were um. Yeah, essentially their first-team defence team defense um, most of the wide receivers who play in the national team. And then they had a newish quarterback. Okay. I think he's called Alex Halpert, who he was the quarterback coach for Germany at the World Games. Um, but then he must have taken a look at it and gone, you know what, I could actually play this. Still,
0: oh, I, um, just, dude, uh, oh, I just cracked crack the shoulder. End. Yeah, exactly. Still yeah. <sighs> sho- oh, I've still got it. It's still in there. I've
2: heard that he was one of the best contact quarterbacks in Germany until he retired uh, last year. Um, so, okay. and you could certainly see that uh, watching watching him. Oh, um, so yeah, oh, um, that I kind of knew that in in preparation. Yeah, I, like I say, I, I kind of get a feel for um, yeah. what teams are going to be there, like the outsiders. Who we beat in the semifinals of Pink Bowl last year, that was their first ever tournament. They they had quite a few French internationals as well. I feel like the French international team essentially go to these tournaments across three or four different teams. Like the the players are split, there's some of the two or three in one team, two or three in another, like the Molosses is like the French quarterback and then one receiver and then Kalakaku's two or three guys, Sphinx is another three, four guys, and so on.
0: Yeah.
2: Um so yeah, they kind of get a feel for for who's gonna be there and who we wanna who we wanna play and who we wanna beat.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, that's go good. up
2: against, should I say? Good. Like, yeah. you know, try and challenge ourselves.
0: Yeah, for sure. So obviously, uh, big Bowl this yep. weekend, where I was going to talk about it later, but actually, we're in quite a good tournament flow. So big ball, obviously, coming up this weekend. Um, you're you're heading out to um the well, obviously with with the with the barbarians um any who you got your eye on what what uh
2: there's a lot i mean if you so the way they did the draw they kind of did seed it and they had um they have eight groups so the sort of yeah. first and second seed uh, one and two seeds if you want to call it that i mean if you if you look at those 16 teams there's not a weak team really in that 16 there's some fantastic teams going so in terms of kind of looking at that there's waldorf and kelheim from germany who were in the final last year played each other really close in the final and um, Waldorf won, although Kelkheim won in the league last week, I think. So that's going to be quite interesting mm. to see to see what level uh, they're kind of at the moment. And then national team-wise, the Swiss national team are going under the guise yeah. of the Dolphins, who the Crows have got Is in their group, so I look forward to are? watching.
0: I want, I, yeah, I wondered because... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's who they yeah, are. Yeah, so that's the
2: Swiss national team. Like, kind of, um, this was sort of said on the, on the draw. I've not had to do too much digging on this. Um, and then there's also yeah, Kalakaku are there. I think they're pretty yeah. much big bowl regulars at this point. Beat us last year. Uh, there's the um, Israel Israeli national team. Yeah, they're so in. So that's that's gonna be fun um, uh, to see them.
0: Yeah, Valens, the Firebats are in.
2: Yeah, Firebats are there. There's a um, team from Japan coming called the Riverside Gamblers who I've now started to follow on, uh, on Is Facebook. that who they are? I saw the Gamblers. Because
0: so, the, the thing about Big Ball is you're like, you look at the names and you're like, that's an objectively great name, but you could be...
2: any From anywhere, like, yeah. But they're from a, Japan. You know, that's pretty Yeah, cool. a few yeah and they're in the names is, this year. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, sm- yeah so they're, they're the kind and... of team. Smoker there, yeah. I don't know how strong they're going to be in terms of who they're taking. Yeah. Uh, um, Sphinx to power there, which yeah. is going to be... French strong French team
0: yeah lions Dutch lions are there so there's
2: an American team as well uh, not mass flags so a team called City Boys I don't really know anything about them no but they're playing they, uh, Waldorf so that'd be a fun in game to watch
0: Waldorf and the uh they're in with the Cobras as well trees <laughs> oh
1: yeah. is that our Cobras yeah yeah they're in with the oh nice um so I guess I Shamrocks so. are Irish right <laughs> 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 but disappointed you'd, if they're not you'd
0: hope so you'd <laughs> hope so yeah there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. And obviously, the
2: Crows are going, so let's and see. And the Crows are uh, going. Let's see, let's see, let's see, Crows, Crows uh, Barbarians final, maybe.
0: Going all that way to play Wigan. All that way so, to play the team from down the road. Yeah, and it's the first road. game as well. Up, up the road. Up the road, right? Oh, perfect.
2: It's sort of west. So, west,
0: yeah. Have, uh, have, like 20 minutes west, something like,
2: 20 like 20 that. 20 minutes west.
0: Okay, yeah. yeah. I struggle with my geography.
2: Yeah, but ultimately there's a lot of really good teams there. So hopefully we can do well in our group, win our group. Yeah. That's the goal, obviously the goal. Um, and then, um, yeah, we'll see how what see what it looks like. Eight a.m. Yeah. Sunday morning in the last sixteen. Oof. Yeah, that
1: grass. You know that it's always got that dew in the morning at big bowl. Yeah, yeah,
2: that was it. that was it last year. That was um
0: yeah one so those guys
2: just rolled out of a tent as well actually before they played us um with a few with a few empty cans coming out with them so nice yeah, we'll I think they they might do the same again camping camping right <laughs> next to the fields
0: yeah it wouldn't surprise me too much it wouldn't surprise me too much but yeah well it's a good it's a it's a weekend that i've uh, I've still I've never never made it over for but uh yeah I think the one the one I was down for was the one that got canceled <laughs> for uh for COVID. That was oh, the, right uh, enough. I was uh you, you and I were gonna go, weren't we, Tree? And then, we were uh, gonna
1: go together then the, the old yeah. team, the two of us, yeah.
0: Yeah. There was and the uh yeah, the, the jerseys for that year. It was a great idea and they've uh they've never it's never been brought back. So Oh how did they bring it back? I can't remember. I can't remember uh, if he yeah. used the idea or not, but it was a good one.
1: No, I think they got a new one the year after, was it not like this, the the Tune Squad one from Space Jam. That before, uh, they, uh, did you, they did use
0: that. I think that was After Us. I can't remember. That was After have been, Us.
1: As my third one. I think I've been to two big bowls before. One with a... No, three, two. No, two. One with Crocodile uh, Bills in the first year. I think they finished sixth, I think. Eighth, sixth or eighth or something. And I think the second time I went was with like a um, Carnegie slash Bills team. It's only like uh, twice okay. I've ever been. It's a good nice. tournament. It's a bit big, a bit busy,
0: but um, a lot of good talent to watch. Yeah. Or uh, the it's uniform design on. that we were going to have that year, uh, Liam, was where we were going to be the uh, new Ola Tropicals from uh, Semi Pro. That's. Oh, it. yeah. That was, I love that. That was, what I love going, that. That, was, that was what it was going to be. It was like the white shirt with the. And then, or the. I think they were reversible, weren't they? So it was going to have like the. Yeah,
1: you could have both of
2: them.
0: The teal Perfect. one and the white one, depending on. You get a
2: jive turkey on the back.
0: Yeah, it was so. So, yeah, I don't think that one went back in the locker to get uh, used at a later date.
1: Yeah, that's archived, that one.
0: That was uh, a cool idea. It was a cool idea at the time. So, yeah. So, oh, we'll move on. We'll move on. NEC shenanigans. Liam, what is, obviously, it's difficult for us to, other than the scores, it's difficult for us to find out the proper goings-on in... uh, in the in the NEC conference. So uh yeah, talk to me. What's the what's the gossip and the drama so far? The drama.
2: There hasn't been a lot of drama actually. Um I guess the the Titans have changed quite a bit in terms of who they've got. Um or I think what they referred to as the, the Chef Chester Titan uh, Chef Chester uh, Titans <laughs> yeah. now. <laughs> T- or or that... yeah. Vipers yeah, or whatever, yeah. Yeah, some sort Just of combination of that. Smash some words uh, together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they yeah, they've they've changed quite a bit. Obviously Alan Mead, um, stepped down as as the main quarterback, and, and James Wedge from, mm-hmm. um, who was at the Vipers, has stepped in there. He uh he hurt himself at an all region session recently, oh, no. so kind of uh, hurt his ankle. So he missed the he was up there in Sterling at the last game day, but it was Alan who was playing quarterback. Yeah, okay. um, not a bad yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah It's not bad, is it? Yeah. Oh isn't no! There?
0: Oh, no. <laughs> like...
1: oh Allen, do you mind playing? Oh, we'll absolutely. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, exactly. And the then and the defense has got has definitely improved. It was pretty good anyway. But they've got Oli Dyer, Ash Lancashire, yeah. and and Dion Lancashire as well, who have come over from the Vipers. Um, and so yeah, they've definitely the, the defense in particular is is looking very good this season. Dion's not quite back yet from um he did his ACL at playoffs last year, but he was down at the Silver Lions camp the weekend just gone in Coventry, just um, not full participant, but Kind of getting involved in a few drills and things, so You're he's he's close to close to fully returning. Good, uh, which is great to see. Yeah, it's really um, good to hear. Yeah, it's fantastic player. So hopefully, hopefully he can stay fully fit over the yeah. next eighteen months because he'll certainly be pushing for a spot in the goal squad. I'm sure if he's playing, you know, he's back fully fit and back to his best. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the Titans are looking looking okay. I mean, they didn't. We'll talk about it. I'm sure the game day in Sterling, but um, probably underachieved a little bit there. Um, but the, Crow, the Crows are kind of similar we've had a pretty on and off season in terms of our results We're, we had a tie versus Salford in the first game day which was kind of frustrating but they're obviously a promoted team but they're, they are they prem, prem level I would say um, you know we've played them quite a few times over the past few years obviously being local rivals or close to us and you know we've been part of their affiliation process and we've played them in a number of friendlies and things um, so it's good to see them you know they're a good bunch of guys so they, it's good to see them in the Prem and yeah it was kind of like their super bowl i feel uh, that game on game day one and they yeah. they were certainly up for it i mean not like we weren't but they played a, they played a very very tough game for us and yeah, it took us coming back in the second half to to win that one so yeah they're looking good i think um they should stay up this year um, i don't think they'll get they'll, they'll drop into the relegation spots at all um wigan are looking about the same as last year kind of have some you know they have some really good players i think they their quarterback um, they have like a different quarterback at each game day this year. I think one of them is missing okay. three, and the other one can make the other three. So they're going to have a bit of inconsistency, I guess, with that. Um, and then Newcastle. I think Newcastle coming up. It just shows maybe the difference between Div One and, and Prem the level yeah. of competition because they went fifteen and one, I think, in Division One last season. Um, and then this year they've just got their first win. Um, you know, last game day against Clyde. Yeah. So I think they've they've struggled to settle in back into the Prem. So yeah, unless something dramatically changes, I would imagine they'll be in the relegation promotion playoff come start of September. Um but it's obviously they've got some good players and a lot of experience. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think maybe the the prem level's not quite there at the moment anyway.
0: Yeah, it's always it's like what um like tree and I have referred to a couple of times as uh, like a yo yo squad. So yeah. You know, like the the Raptors are going to do that, and the bees are looking like they're potentially going to do that as well this year. Is like they're just kind of they're like right on the on the edge at the moment, and um, yeah. So the Raptors have gone down, but then they've only lost one game so far this season, so they're probably going to come back up again. Yeah, i
1: will come back but, up again.
0: Um. So
1: yeah, trees fully on the train on the raptor. Oh, train. I'm 100 percent on board the raptor choo choo train right now. I said that at the start of the year, and it's going to so, continue? They
0: I'll did. They, them, they gave go. us they gave us a wobble to start because. Me and Tree were like, they might not lose a game. They might not lose a game, and then they went one and one on game day one. We were like, God, first game
1: day, yeah. Uh, damn we, it! We know why though. There was there was a wedding, uh, yeah, you know. There, there was, was it was just I can't remember if it was a stag do or a wedding. It was either wedding related, yeah, um, that scuppered the the perfect season. But they they, they still will do quite well. Yeah, I I've, I've had my thoughts even about Bafa finals already. What's going to happen? The
0: scenario? Be, they'll um, be just they'll be just fine. Be fine. I'm sure. Um yeah sure okay yeah that's good so of course because you don't have a, you won't have a an automatic will you because there's only five so there'll be a
2: yeah i don't what is yeah. the what is the promotion relegation process i know there's these game days localized so, to the different regions but i don't know so, go. i kind of listened to lewis talk about it on first and 15 on the south the south, the south podcast so but that was a few months ago
0: what they'll do is because there's two div ones for you guys yeah north a and north b there's north a and north b so basically what they do is they basically just combine them as if it's one league and then the the top team from that will get promoted directly and then the second team or is it the other division winner it might be between the two division winners the best division winner goes up automatically, and then the other one will play whoever's in fifth, which is Newcastle at the moment.
2: Um, yeah, okay. And then... I thought there might be a little bit of a tournament this year, just the way that Lewis described how it was going to work in the south, where it was like, you know, bottom of the two Prems down there, and then top two of the Division Ones down there, and they were going to come theory, together in Bristol they? and play a... Well, there was going to be six teams in total, I think. There, and because there, was, play...
0: there was this idea that was floated where it was like the... The top two, the bot, the top two and the bottom two, would play a round robin.
2: Yeah, yeah. Is that not happening? And
0: then that would just be the top two from that is the go up. Is, you know, our premier teams in the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Did that get approved? I don't know. I remember no idea, that discussion yeah. now, but I have no idea if that became there.
1: It's been an issue for a while now. I remember it like at least two, three seasons ago. It was the same situation with the north being split. It's like, well, how do you determine who goes up? Cause it depends on the competition that you played. There might not necessarily be the same strength. Like although the HNC is a lot tougher than the Midlands, so we know that's gonna be harder. So it's always (laughs) gonna be the North
0: B. So Because what they what they said because what they definitely said was that the they're not gonna ask people to travel for the playoff game to the finals.
1: That makes sense.
0: Which makes sense because you end up with because like the 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 second bottom team in the Premier Division is gonna have nothing else to they're not there. You know, like the team that's getting promoted or the team that came second is almost certain well, yeah, is certainly in the um they've won playoffs, right? So they'll go, they'll do but they've got other games to play over the weekend. Whereas if you're second bottom, you're not in any premiership. So you're potentially you know, like if you extrapolate forward like multiple seasons and say that Murray come up and then finish fifth. You're then asking the guys to drive from Elgin to Manchester to play one game. Well, that's exactly. if it, it'll be on. the
1: Raptors auto promotion. Then
0: it'll probably be Distillers versus. they will be di- well at the Clyde, moment. So at the moment, probably? it's the bees. So one oh, the Bs, well, I'm so, you know, yeah, end but, of the year, yeah. yeah, if if Murray comes second, then yeah, they would just play. There's no point in Murray and Clyde driving to Manchester to play each other. That's to stupid. So they're yeah. so they've now said that they'll just do that in conference. But the yeah. the four team. Playoff tournament thing was definitely mooted.
2: Um, yes, I think that's what's happening. In it's Brazil. not it's a happened, terrible, essentially happening in Manchester as well. I guess a little bit different for you guys up in Scotland, where there's not there's only one Division One. Yeah, um, so yeah. it's a little bit more straightforward. Whereas, yeah, down down here and then even further down south, it's um, a little bit more complex with the number of teams. And yeah, I think in that in some in the Midlands Division, is it not some that? if you look at the alignments that's you know it's on that excel sheet where there's shaded cells for you know which um prem division that team is aligned with so for yeah because they're, across, one, is they're it like, across both yeah so they're like you know a couple of them are affiliated with the prem the northern prem so the nec whereas some are affiliated with the sec or swc so that just adds a layer of complexity to it as well um, yeah, so it's, are,
0: it's yeah it's totally like yeah it is a bit mad because yeah like you say like it's a thankless, like the schedule is like a, and the alignment is like a totally like thankless task. And like you say, like this is probably the, this is the best way of it. But yeah, you do have, there's like, a, there is a div one, which depending on who comes up will depend on like who goes where. Cause they've got, they've got an 18 game season because there's seven of them in the Midlands div one. So the Coventry Panthers, and the North Ants Phantoms are aligned with the South. Yeah. While Lincolnshire, Nottingham, Nottingham, Sheffield, and South Yorkshire are aligned with the North.
2: Yeah, so that's the, that's the quite complicated bit. Because uh, yeah. I remember Lewis giving an example of Coventry Panthers being at that Bristol promotion relegation playoff day. Um, whereas, yeah, like I say, the other teams in that division would come to the one in Manchester, I guess, yeah. if they were up there.
0: Um, but yeah. I, I mean, mean personally, yeah, like
2: football. the
0: idea—the idea of the top four playoff thing, like, like if it's going to be in conference, and again, the Midlands. Sorry, lads, you're on your own there. <laughs> like, um, I don't hate it. Like, I don't hate it. Like, if you were going to have a like, if you were going to have a four-team tournament tree and book out like Dundee, to play it, oh, yeah, like we're going. Over the, like, yeah, like, oh, we're doing, it would like, be a good day of
1: football i mean i get the team like to be the counter argument to your positivity bez like the argument would be well what if we do well all season where obviously the auto promotion happens this and is really are, like it. next this along really and it's it. like a yeah. ball hair for getting up and then for whatever reason there's a holiday or a wedding or something so like then you have your depleted squad you're then getting punished to turn up to an extra game day yeah the, down, the, 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 downs, the downside well, of yeah. it is obviously yeah, yeah you can
0: you could have an undefeated season when you're division by four clear games and then have a horrible playoff day and you don't get yeah, promoted.
1: bad weather so. anything you just never knowing that that's the one thing yeah. i can upset but i'm up for it. like like knockout football it's like march madness but flag just, like i am so i am good.
0: in are you going home yeah, That's I think true. I
2: think teams should know that that weekend's coming. It's yeah. the weekend before it, it comes It comes
0: so, out with yeah. the schedule, so... Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. It should be... Yeah.
1: Unless it's a bubble team. oh, They just didn't plan it because we didn't think we were going to be this good. Then book a holiday, Bez. Didn't, didn't take
0: the, weekend, a off. Yep, didn't yep, take the yep. weekend off. bubble team.
1: Didn't take the weekend
0: off. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but it's exciting though. Something like that really adds an extra spice to it and an extra level of competition. And it just... You want to spice up the league and make it interesting and... You know, the, the top of BAFA Prem, regardless of the division, is always electric anyway. And then you, you've got like that middle part for relegation, which again, I mean, it's not great, but I mean, they're still battling for wanting to stay in that competition. And then they're coming up the way as well. There's that sort of like, there's teams that will be Prem level are ready to take that step, but they're just kind of that, that extra wee bit of competition having those three, four potential Prem teams stepping up. That's exciting. That's what I'm saying. That's what flag should be about is good competition. Like, yeah competitive and it's just as a if it, we don't call div one you know development but especially at the top teams like they're super competitive and it, and there's a lot of teams there that like Manchester Titans B are nine and one that's not a B team that's a B team of talent yeah um, if you're going nine and one we don't have what as Liam's obviously alluded to with a Newcastle going what 15 and one I think you said Liam um yeah it was 15 Manchester and one Titans last B, year
0: I suppose but
1: I mean, you've still got to turn up, and win games, right? So
0: it does. Aye. It does give you just like. I wonder if, like, if you're a premier team, and you're like, you get to mid-season, and you're like, we've only got a win, or like, you know, no wins, two wins, whatever. Like, you know that you're in that like five-six like scrap. Like, do you just start looking ahead? Like, you're just like, right, guys. Like the the first weekend of September is the season now. Like, because we can't, we're not getting out of this hole that we're in, but we're going to get a chance to come first or second in a tournament. Yep. You know, is it, is it, does it? Yeah. I don't know if it like, if there's no, you know, automatic relegation, does the end of the season at the bottom end of the premiership become less competitive because you're like, well, the league games now don't like, once you can no longer mathematically come fourth, the game days don't matter because the only one that does matter is the playoff tournament.
2: Yeah, it's true. And you're kind of thinking about avoiding injury and making sure. You're yeah. So you're for that you're just game. like
0: you know, and that then impacts that could then potentially impact playoff seeding further up. You know, and all, and you know, because it's net points per game and all that kind of mm. stuff. So, you know, it's yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. We'll we'll just see what happens. I think with the with the NEC, it'd be interesting to see what the actual format's going to be. So, for example, if it is whoever's bottom of the prem, so let's say it's Newcastle because they currently are. Is it them and then three of the the three top teams from yeah, from Div One? Would that be Titans, B Longhorns, and Samurai at the moment? So like, yeah, because there is no playoff day with those four.
0: Because there is no sixth spot, like there is no mm. sixth in the prem, so there's no like automatic.
2: Yeah, so the top the two teams that finished the two top teams from that playoff relegation promotion playoff day, yeah. they're the ones who are then like say prem teams for the next season. Mm. I don't know go with the old
0: absolutely shocking uh, Scottish football playoff system
2: to abs- do, the, do the split and-
0: nah so if you're in the, in the championship oh. if you come so num- for, oh, okay. the, the winner of the championship goes straight up and the loser of the premiership goes straight down but then three and four play each other and then the winner of that plays two in the championship then the winner of that plays second last in the premiership <laughs> And um, it's home and away fixtures as well. And it's home and it has two legs as well. If you go from fourth to first, you you play like six games in a row, whereas like the premiership team play two and they get the second leg at home. So, um, Which unfortunately just happened to Partick Thistle. Um, so, um, yeah, okay. Let's go cross-conference. Let's do it. Obviously, Liam, you're in Sterling. I was in Edinburgh. I have the Div 1 scores. Uh, Tree was our man in the the sky, the eye in the sky. Just seeing what keeping up with. Um, So we'll start, I guess, we'll just go with, because it's the first graphic I have to hand. Div 1, Steel River Stingrays. Tree, Uh, Revolution. Made the game day, they did. They uh, did, which we kind of, I kind of heard
1: about this. Like, obviously, I'm still, although I'm, you know, I've not. I think most people know I've taken a wee bit of sabbatical from flag. I'm still in the inner circle. I still, I still hear things. Um, and there was a wee group chat, and they were saying that they're looking like they had players and they're turning up, and it, good for them. Like, it, it means like Warrington or that, you know, the team, the the bubble team or the bouncing team they were talking about to go up and down. Yeah. They're they're in that position where Jake's one of their key guys and keen to keeping them there. They're nine and one. They're are a super talented bunch of guys, eh? Three wins. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So they're to be able to get a team and actually step up. Is that because they know that i are short of coming straight back up again? And then like, yeah, we, we can make this happen. We can make it work.
0: Potentially. That's that's the thing is though them not forfeiting that game day is like massive, not only for them, but for you know, like the Silvercats, Gunslingers, and Colts all went from a win in the standings, you know, for like, they all had one nil wins, and now they have, now they have losses in that column, right, so, you know, that's one, pretty cool for the other teams in the division, now, I know that Warrington have beaten them all, so I guess it kind of averages out, but if you've actually, you know, if you've played that Warrington team and lost it in the cross-conference, and then those three teams over there have all got that bonus win, you know, because of, you know, tiebreaker number one is obviously win percentage, like, that's a Quite big a leveler in the in Dev one both playoff seeding wise and obviously the chase the chase for the playoff spots
1: yeah I'm glad you started mentioning Warrington because uh, there was one game I think it was Warrington against the Colts yeah uh let's see if I can find it yeah 52, 52 31. 31. yeah the Colts this season like I say at the start of the season they were you know, weren't really they weren't feeling too hot about themselves um but you know still putting 31 points on Warrington was a good showing for the uh, Colts as well and I think they also ran... There was another... Uh, they did quite well. 40-46
0: against the Gunslingers.
1: 40-46. Yeah. Again, another good one. And I think... What was the other game? I think they got beaten the other game, didn't they? Uh,
0: they lost 38-26 to the Stingrays Again,
1: but they're putting up points. So I'm, I'm quite optimistic for the Colts going to the second half of the season. I think they're starting to play better together. Um, I think Sam's
0: starting to guide that offense a wee bit better.
1: So yeah, just from a Colts perspective, that's another thing I picked up from that weekend um, was how they were looking.
0: Where I, um, the gunslingers and colts got 86 points from i have based on the last couple of weeks like no defense what a thriller <laughs> so yeah well the gunslingers ended up iron man in it it was david hogg not back Hoggy was did back I, did yeah. i read that
1: yeah yeah i've sure seen that somewhere um that helps
0: yeah, yeah it does it does help the
1: killer bees again they had a couple close ones I think you know they just beat Steel River I think it was nineteen twelve I've got here yeah and they got the 13 Bs, seven over
0: the Serpents as well
1: yeah they they worry me going through this year like they're good but I I just think the Murray distillers have kind of they're shown us some things this season that um that I like the look of like killer bees they 13-7, and then uh, just a, another score game um I am quietly optimistic I'd love to see the distillers just. Buying one at the end of the year and, and kind of get that second play. They're not going to win, obviously, because the Raptors are are going to win. You know, we all know this uh, on board that Raptor train. But I think are. the still I'd love to see Distillers get second and a little cheeky playoff game with the Clay Comets. I can I can see that happening. I can see, I can picture it,
0: best. I can <laughs> picture it. You're going to draw it out and paint for us?
1: Oh, I'm going to draw it and paint and just, I'm going to say, this is it, this is my prediction and this is what's going to happen. But... Uh, it looked like a fairly good. Game. There's a couple of sort of good ones. Like a, there's a tie in there, Mister Bez. You always love a good tie. There the was a tie player. that was in the that cool was in, forty minute game, and it's a tie
0: that was over it in Carlisle. That happened.
1: Border City, yeah.
0: who uh, Border City, who have been the uh, the surprise package of the year. Is a new I, team? Aren't they? They are first first year in the league, and um, yeah got off to a, a great a great start we're undefeated through the first couple of weeks um met their match in the distillers 53 29 um and then the distillers went on to tie 14 14 with the bombers um having been 14 nil down the uh, distillers came back yep. um distillers then uh 34 nil over the Buccaneers for a one one and one record to come home from Carlisle with I, I just don't know yes, how. I feel Some tell the
1: grandkids. I
0: just, <laughs> I just, I don't know about you, Liam. I just don't know how I feel about a one-one-in-one one, one record, like on an on like the biggest away day of the oh, year.
1: You got to remember, Liam's a changed man, though. It's a, it's not about the results spares. It's about what we took from that game day. It's
0: About the process.
1: Yeah, it's about exactly. The process.
2: Yeah. bang an on tree. So. So on I'm, I'm
1: learning from Liam today, Beth. I'm doing my I'm, I'm learning from the master today. So, so I it. mean
0: there's worse, there's much worse people you could be learning from. So <laughs> <laughs> hey, Craig's right. not here. <laughs> and his bad habits. Yeah. Um yeah, other other scores on the doors. Uh, uh Raptors 58, Centurions 25, Raptors 46, Bombers 21. Uh we saw the Chargers getting their uh now annual cross conference win uh nineteen fourteen over the Bucks. Uh, so they're still in with a with a reasonable shout. Um yeah. Dev1, you know, as we know. I love Dev One. Um but yeah it's uh it's getting close. Did I not post I would have sworn I posted the uh I guess there's the a question we probably got
1: for Liam as well because I'm sure there's what is there not like the Salford Stingers there's Manchester Titan Bees. When are we seeing the the Manchester Quavos again when <laughs> they're making their league entry anytime soon?
2: So there is, yeah, there is something, you know, things happening in the background right. about the second team. Um, yeah, but I mean, I wouldn't want to spoil, you know, Phil Phil Shanahan, our general manager, I wouldn't want to spoil all his uh, social media hype because if as you might have seen... Best. if. He, if you follow our if you follow the Crow's Instagram account, he's been teasing the kits, the white kit reveal for the past yeah. three weeks. So I can imagine he'd pre teasing a second team for a good couple of months.
0: Oh, can you imagine? So I, I won't
2: give it but that is in the works. We do actually have the affiliation already. Um we oh, did, good. We've, done the, we've done the process. So oh, fantastic. Yeah. We just decided as a team not to put a second team in this year. Yeah. We could have done if we wanted to. Um but the way that we're developing, we are increasing numbers, so it it could be next year, but we'll see. Good
0: good it's like from obviously like we've been through it uh as a club it's it's like a big step but it's so good like there was uh there was a couple of times when we were at cross conference um where we were just i was like looking at the pitch and i was like every single player on the pitch on our offense was a silver at some point like every single like all five of them and it happened numerous like it happened for drive after drive after drive like you know, it, it shows that, you know, we're lucky enough that it, it works, but it's a big step and it's so, like, yeah, I would recommend all teams, if you've got the numbers and you're worried about it or concerned about it, um, like, yeah, once, when you, like, feel it's right for your club, just hit just do it because it's it's so good. And, yeah, like you say, Liam, like, the way that you're, like, once you have the second team, you actually start bringing more people in, right, because there's more game time. So, yeah, if you're already expanding as a club, like you'll have a great time with your second team. Like it's quite funny watching Edinburgh yeah. go through it at the moment, because like obviously there's like the the Colts, the Killer Bees, and the uh in the Silvers, and then Edinburgh have now got the Gunslingers and they're going through like all of the like, you know, checking their phones to see how the games are going, <laughs> like that we're kind of used to now. But like the first season, you're like you you know you want them to do so well. Um, yeah, you'll have that to look forward to. It, it's really cool. Um,
2: yeah, um, I think I think I'd miss the thing I'll, I'd miss the most out of it is that being together at game days. Yeah, um, you know, if it was on a if, if say Prem was Saturday and then Div One was Sunday, you know, I would love that. Obviously, it's not going to be completely possible, but yeah, I think I think we'd lose something in terms of that team yeah. camaraderie, I that, guess, and that like is being how together. It was
0: pre, pre COVID, I think three. It was the day because it was like because I went to like every Silver's game in their first season. It used to be Saturdays and Sundays up here. Yeah, and then generally, if it was possible, like we hosted both days and then Glasgow hosted both days. So like, you know, the full clubs would travel and stay overnight. And then obviously like the teams that didn't have second teams just hosted, you know, nearby, but you just hosted whatever game weeks they had. But yeah, I think like our, the Oilcats home day was back to back. I think Glasgow and Graysmouth were the same.
1: Um. Oh, yeah. Can yeah. I? I stayed over. I stayed an extra night, and then we went up to. I forget where it was for the Aberdeen, World, but we went for the next day to yeah. watch the
0: the one. Yeah, I do remember there was there was one. I think it was our first. So the first cross conference game I went to, was in Newcastle, and then the year the second season it was in Manchester, and we had we were like so stuck for numbers like. Of, but because it was in like the first two seasons of having the development squad we still had the wandering rule oh where they can play up for one day right so we took like half the silver squad down to play (laughs) premiership cross conference in manchester and then we had to then we left and we drove from manchester to grangemouth stayed in the premier inn or travel lodge or whatever it is like in grangemouth so that the Silver Squad could then go fulfill like their Silver's fixtures the next day. And I remember Cam Reed when we were ter- ready to drive back to Aberdeen, got back in the minibus, and I think he was asleep before like the engine started. It was amazing, because he played like every snap for us in Manchester, and then every snap in Grangemouth, plus all the driving, and it was just like, bang, out cold. <laughs> it was so good. It was so good.
2: What do you think? Just a question for you guys. Like, do you think there's a critical mass of players that a team uh, or a club should I say needs before they have two teams? Because you don't want to leave yourself too short.
0: Yeah, um... that's like the scary, the scary one, and it's really hard to tell. Like, because obviously you have to make the decision in like December, right, when it's dark. And like, we're lucky up here that we have an indoor facility to train in. So like, if you come to like if you come to Aberdeen and like tree, you know, your tree's been to. Friday night flag, like it can be somewhere between twenty and thirty people every Friday indoors training, right? But that's because like it's Aberdeen in the winter, right? It's piss wet, it's dark, it's cold, like everything's made of granite and you can't see it. Um, like it's just a bit miserable. So yeah, if you offer people somewhere like inside to go play sport, they'll do it. So you could be like, okay, cool, we've got like, you know, 30 people regularly at training. Twenty people, thirty people regularly turning up to training. Um, maybe not all at the same time but like you know uh you know a good a good mix and then you'll get to like a sunny day in april in the park and you might get 11 and you're like oh where are all these people gone um but because you have to make that decision early it is it can be tricky but i yeah, think it's a you, tough one yeah like you need to make sure that both
1: squads if you were to make a decision are both sustainable yeah it's where do you, where do you call that number? Like for example, even if you got to twenty, it's probably not enough. Like, um, you know, you're taking what to a game day? Twelve guys?
0: Yeah, 13, it, 14? Like, because it is mental though. Like, if you think about like if you actually have twelve people on a sideline at a baffle game day, you're one of the larger. You're you are one of the larger squads. Like, you know, you look at the you look at the gunslingers. Like, they took six to Steel River, right? Um, so. I think you need to be clear in 20, like regularly, obviously, because then you can at least have five, 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 and five. Um, you know, and obviously people will play both ways and different clubs will do it differently. But yeah, you need to be between 20 and 25, I think, in our experience. Um, oh, but the good. I think I would agree. But it's be, also...
1: as you said, as Leo said, that's like the critical number. When you're starting to yeah. get to 25, that to get guys' rotation and minutes at Baffa at that level, especially Prem level. That's difficult because you've got like if you just take just take the crows for example like yourself, Liam, and your squad. Imagine trying to rotate in new guys at your level. It's going to be very difficult to do to then maintain those guys to then want to keep playing to develop to to be in that squad. Yeah, because so like you're not going to like,
0: rotate those you're not going to rotate yeah. rookies in in a tight game against, against uh, the Titans or right. um. I was about to say the Vipers, but no, not the Vipers. Well, they're Manchester anyway, aren't they? The Titans are, like, or, you know, you're not going to, you know, your games against, which we'll come on to, which against Glasgow, and Grangemouth, like, they're tight games. You know, you're a long way from home. You're not going to, like, rotate in your new guys, you know, but, like, it's also, like, well, if there's 20 of us and everyone's got in the bus to come up, you kind of you des- they, like, you know, morally they deserve game time, but, like, it doesn't help them to, like, just get stopped by really good Premiership teams, so it's yeah you and you find once you've got you know so like when you know we you you'll find you lose you'll start to lose play like once you start to lose players because people aren't getting game time. That's where you need your second team because then they'll get a hell of a lot more game time at the lower level. Um, I think that's
1: one of the benefits. Like down south, is like having like a a gunslingers league or the outlaw flag league or whatever because it's not BAFA but it's an opportunity to have a second team without necessarily having a second team like you don't have to register a second team but you can send a squad to go there to do development but play during the summer season
2: yeah. I think
1: that's the one thing up here in the up in the HSC we don't have is that secondary level to maybe take a you know I don't know I think an example like just an Aberdeen team but like anyone can go play. It doesn't you don't have to have yeah. like an affiliate or you know that whole process. I guess that's probably one of the one of the advantages of having maybe something like that down there. But
2: yeah, you got, you got Winter League, haven't you? But I know it doesn't run concurrently with the season. So yeah. that's the kind of difference yeah. there. Because
0: because the, yeah. the, I think Newcastle used it to pretty good effect mm-hmm. league did, for yeah. that very for that very reason. Yeah. Um you know, and Edinburgh were using like a mixed, like a hybrid gun laws. Um, so,
2: yeah. um, yeah, because we have 22 guys in our squad, and it's not like an even split would go to division one and then the others would stay in the prem. It's probably more yeah. like you know 15 and seven, so let's say, just for yeah. example, and that's tight, still, right? that's, like if that's still not like, quite enough, is it? You still have like, guys, yeah, to like, if like if someone because it's like if
0: someone's working and then someone rolls their ankle, you've got five, that's fine, yep. right? Yeah. You have to have that
1: solid. I would always, I've always said 12 to 14 for that contingency bet. You want ideally five guys in offense and five guys on defense as a minimum yeah. and then your bench. Because
2: um, you almost yeah. owe it to the rest of the league and the teams you play against as well, right? To turn up to a game day with a good number and make sure that it's competitive and that, you know, like you say, like I think it happened last year with the, the Aylesbury Vale Spartans, you know, I'm sure it's not, it's not the fault of anyone in particular, but they had to forfeit the last one or two games of a game day because it's gone with five and ended up with four or three. Yeah, so you just want to avoid a situation like that. Um, yeah, and because, like I say, you owe it to to your opposition who might have travelled a long way to to play you. Because that was give, I remember again.
0: Like if you go back through some of the, like the you know, it's one of my favorite things and the thing one of the things I hate the most the UK flag Facebook group. Um, if you go back, there's some absolute belters of like hundred comment threads about teams like turning up to game day to find that someone else hasn't shown up and like and, and all that and all that kind of stuff like and you know that's never i've never experienced anything like that in the uh modern era shall we call it but i can imagine that yeah like if you know if i traveled from here even to sterling and like the opponent just never appeared i'd be pissy about it <laughs> so i like, think yeah you kind of owe it to the rest of the, the community to be able to play um yeah no one's ever asked me to put a number on it before that's a good question um yeah yeah i, I you got to be you got to be above 20 you got to be i think um cool right div 1 standings remshire raptors hnc div 1 standings remshire raptors 10 and 1 glasgow killer bees 9 and 2 murray distillers 8 2 and 1 Aberdeen Silvercats, 6-6. Six six. West Lothian Chargers, 5-5. Five five. Grangemouth Colts, 2-9. Edinburgh Gunslingers, 0-10. Oh so, Trey, here's a question for you. Are we overlooking the West Lothian Chargers? No. For what? Playoffs? I don't know. Yeah?
1: Mm, nah. So I, I think moment... it's, it's Renfrewshire, Killer Bees, and Distillers. And so, I think the Silvercats are your bubble team that could
0: push through. So at the moment, the Silvercats are the 17 seed. So they're one. They're the they're the uh the one that missed out. Right.
1: Yeah. The Silvercats. They they would need to. They've not had the best of luck so far this season. They're, they're good. I said, but I said this right at the start of the season too. But I don't know if you remember all the way back. That, oh,
0: I remember everything. Tree.
1: Oh, perfect. Good. <laughs> the the downfall of the Aberdeen Silvercats is themselves. They've got all the ability in the world to rivals performing better than that. Their greatest rivals is themselves. And I've said that from the beginning, and I've seen their mentality game day one. It's exactly that. They're, they they just get their heads down and they get within themselves. And they have got the ability. Like, scoring-wise, they're fine. Defensively, they've got a good unit. Yeah, I don't, I don't see the Chargers jumping much higher as much. Do I want them to? Yeah, of course we want to see the Chargers do well. But I just... They're getting there. Maybe not yet. I think losing Fraser is really scuppered like that charge to the top. Uh, having
0: Lynch has helped though. Yeah.
1: I think they're they're I think definitely they're an
0: interesting like if there wasn't so much if it wasn't so tight at the top. Ah. you know, like there is only a game and a half between first and third, right? Yep. So you know, the Silvercats, there's a bit of separation there between third and fourth now. Um but yeah.
1: Don't get wrong. I'll be the first person to congratulate them if they do do well and and playoff bound. I think them and the Silvercats will be in the cusp, and I think I'll be all come down to like, do they want it?
0: So uh, at uh, the moment, the Chargers are only fifth in the div- in the division on the head to head. That Silvercats own the head to head over them. Yeah, so it'll be um, above them, right? So because they're both five hundred at the moment. Mm.
1: So. hard to say. I, I I see the Silvercats for me are the better team, but the Chargers. They're getting better. They're definitely a lot better than what they were twelve months ago. Absolutely. Um, and if they keep developing and keep performing and I don't I don't see any reason why not. They're in the plus for points difference, which is always good. Um I can't remember the last time I seen a Chargers team in a BAFA being a plus in like points difference, which is great. And again, it's that just that step in the right direction. So
0: yeah, good on them. I, I wish them all the best, but I just it's so, tough. Ne- so next year. Next year you reckon we put an expectation on the Chargers.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I would say so. I, I think if they keep developing, they, they keep going in the right direction, they hold on to Lynch, they go they lost Hasty this year, they've lost Fraser this year. They're two big yeah. guys that are doing well at their now new respective clubs. They've lost players and still doing well this year. So if they can keep growing next year, definitely. I can definitely see them doing some some damage, especially there'll be a couple of extra wins on the board next year, I think, as well. So
0: Yeah. Cool. I
1: won't say more more than that. Football should start hunting me down on the podcast. <laughs>
0: So at the moment, uh, Rembeshire Raptors Killer Bee. Rembrandt Raptors are the overall the two seed, judging by. Well, these are not official. These are.
1: You did well though, Bez. I was mightily impressed for you to come back and this graphic. As suddenly appears was, on your I first was,
0: day back. I was close. Mm. Uh, Glasgow Killer Bees in seven, and Murray Distillers in ten. That's your three, uh, in the playoff picture for Div One with the Silver Cats. And the Chargers in 17 and 18.
1: Okay. I don't mm-hmm. think we'd be disappointed with having three teams in the playoffs from Scotland. Obviously, I'd like to have
0: one more. One more?
1: I think a the cross conference. they got one more lot of cross conference to go.
0: Uh, some teams do, some teams don't. It's a bit oh, funky. Okay. Um, yeah. Because the Silvers have got a buy at some point. It's all. It's oh, all... really? Yeah. Well, they were like supposed to go down. The way the schedule worked, they were going to go down to somewhere in england and play two hnc teams
1: oh well that's pointless so
0: they added them on to in scotland games game days where the silvers only had two games to play i think every silver cats game day now has three games in it and they've got one off to avoid to avoid that trip um i think that's how it went cool uh cool right um Premiership, let's get let's get Liam back off mute. Um, what happened in Sterling, mate? Yeah.
2: So from a cross <laughs> perspective, um, results wise not the best. So we we won one, lost two. Um, in terms of the whole weekend though, we we travelled up Friday pretty much. All as a team, by like different cars, but sort of got there at a similar time, and we were there until Sunday, so we stayed two nights in a in a nice hotel in Strathclyde Park. I don't know if those words necessarily go together. I heard often. the
0: I heard the I heard um, the word spa was used.
2: Yeah, they had a spa um, and health health club attached to the hotel, uh, so with a swimming pool, a couple of saunas, a couple of steam rooms. So we spent a lot of time in those, and uh, I would imagine oh, the wait. people who who are members of the of that health center weren't very happy to see. <laughs> Fourteen very pasty guys just hanging around the pool, uh, <laughs> chatting about flag football, um, while they were trying to trying to get a swim in a jacuzzi in. Uh, but yeah, I mean that was these weekends away are always the things that you remember are those times like that. You know, just spending time together, going out for food, going out for a few drinks or whatever it might be. Yeah, spending time in nine nine men in a sauna and uh, one of the local guys coming in and just giving us a, a weird look and walking out again. Um, so yeah, that those times like that are really are good fun. But the the game day itself, we, um, I mean it's a beautiful place to play, University Sterling. I play there. I play there. I'd play there every year. Um, you know, come up to play. Obviously, it was Glasgow who were hosting, but they just couldn't get a, a pitch in in Glasgow itself, so we ended up in Sterling. Um, but yeah, we played Broncos first. It was quite an, an even first half. Um, although. Um, Scott did hurt his back, which may or may not have been caused by me being clumsy when blitzing oh, no. um, and clipping clip his clipping his boots. So hopefully he's all right now. He did come back in second half. To be fair, so I think. Well, he's what okay. you're
1: saying is you angered him.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean that might have been it. To be fair, and then but Fraser Thompson came in at quarterback and hit a beautiful seam up the middle to Fraser Hudson when he was quarterback. And so yeah, fair play. So it was 13-13 at halftime, um, and then they just ran away with it. Second half, it finished thirty nine. 39-13 just they moved the ball really well two or three explosive plays uh, we we stalled on every drive like Sarah's blitzing was just really disruptive she was really on it all game day actually um not just against us I yeah I think I saw
0: was it six six sacks on the game day or something
2: yeah so she got two against us I think she got two or three against the Titans and the rest must have been against Newcastle so she was doing it on all three games sack queen yeah and then she's got you know, Callum Young, Liam Fleming, Fraser, and Dante behind in coverage. Who, especially second half, I guess they they adapted really well to what we were doing first half. You know, not necessarily that we we were putting up a lot of points, but they just took away everything we wanted to do in the second half.
1: Yeah, Broncos um, have had a mixed start to the year this year. I thought you guys mm-hmm. could have took that one just based upon going into this game. D.K. I think like, Broncos could take this because the Broncos didn't look that shifty against the Outlaws. They 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 really struggled, and then obviously two losses to the the. Hornets, so yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the result I expected to see after that weekend, Liam? Yeah, so no, that was probably we the one into it I thinking.
2: Could, uh, yeah, I mean, we went into it thinking we had a You know, we've we've all we've ran them close a um, couple of times. The times I played them, so I was kind of went in there hoping to to do the same and, and get a win this time. But yeah, no, it was certainly one sided in the second half. It was always it's always a pleasure to play against Matty Ross as well. Probably the most underrated player in in the country. Um so fellow Silver Lion and oh, now Gold Lion as well. Yeah. Um so yeah, I played with him in silvers and now gold. So yeah, he was he was class as always. So shout out to Matty. Um but yeah, that that was a shame that one really from our perspective. Uh, but maybe you're saying if they they had struggled a little bit to start a season, maybe they've they've been a bit introspective the past few weeks and kinda worked on some things because they did look they looked very good. Um,
0: yeah, I think so. I, I was on the I was on the ref sideline for their the game. Because yeah, it was your first game of the day, right?
2: This one was, yeah. Yeah.
0: So, like their their previous game, obviously weeks before, but was the was the second Hornets game, right? And the opening, like the first half of that, was like mental. Like, I think there was something like it was like four drives in a row. I think where teams turned where they turned the ball over.
1: Yeah, it was picks, picks like, pick There was, pick, it, the was like it was
0: mental. It was really it was close at halftime in the the. Heart. I
1: actually distracted our game because we were, we were playing our game with the outlaws, and all we heard every two seconds was just players like, "Whoa, let's
0: go Oh, it was Crazy! What the hell is going on? it was the thing is like it was. I would like it was, it was, it was like high standard. Yeah, it defense was, as well. It, like it was, it it was, it was. You know, it was there was a lot there was a lot going on. Um, and you know, thankfully from a ref perspective within the, you know within the rules just great great defending um but yeah the way that the the hornet's kind of stretched out i did wonder if the broncos would maybe be like right lads let's just chill out a bit have a think about this and um kind of maybe come out with a point to prove which is always it's always dangerous in it when you kind of come across a team that have backed themselves into a corner or been backed into a corner you know
2: um yeah it feels like maybe they've turned their season around a little bit let's see how they do next game day i'm not sure who they're playing so next, next uh, well game day. they'll have
0: they'll have salford
2: and, well, they'll, Wigan,
0: play, they'll, play and they'll play they crush, they? yeah, so they'll play a hnc yeah so play they'll play a game day and then i guess they've just got salford and we're going to play from the nec They'll yeah, work it out they, though. They've got okay, new I'm guys sure.
1: coming in. You got like Fraser Hudson, Brandon Lamb. It's gonna maybe take the guy
0: time yeah. to get those guys in the rotation. Well, they've got us. I know that. To use I'm pretty sure we play them and Clyde. So, yay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, yeah. Brandon. Brandon was even playing. He was in. Was he Bahamas? Um, yeah, so So yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't playing. I was, which I was glad about. But obviously they didn't need him. Uh, so <laughs> I've, I've been surprised. I was surprised actually. The the Broncos Hornets score from that previous game day. So it was so it was going to be much much closer than that it was it was obviously. a
0: weird it was a weird weird game okay that one
2: um, yeah um but we play clyde after after yeah. that i mean going back to our conversation about you know giving guys game time rotations and so on like against the broncos we didn't really we had 16 people go up to the game day so which is yeah. obviously a big squad um and so some of them didn't play and they kind of knew this in advance you know, unless it was going to be you know, if we're winning by a huge amount or we're losing by a huge amount, they wouldn't really play in that game or the Hornets game. But the, the, the Clyde game was kind of the one where we said, you'll start this game. Yeah. You know, and this will be, you'll play the full game. So I was kind of worried at one point that they weren't going to show up because uh, they didn't turn up to their previous game yeah. day. But, but fair play to them. They did, they did turn up. their five guys. Um, it was a pretty hot day for, you know, Scottish standards. Um, And so fair play to them for playing three games both ways. Um, yeah. So we played them at the sec they played... Um, Newcastle at that point, which was quite a close game. I'll come can talk a little bit about that afterwards. Yeah. mention it. Um, but yeah, the the guys who you know the depth guys that we took had a really good, really, played really well, and we won that one forty eight six. Yeah. Um. So it was really good to see. It was like a couple of rookies, um, who were playing for the first time, um, you know, properly in a game. So it was great to watch them. And I just I just stood on the sideline, um, looking like a bit of a dick with my laminate um, play call sheet. And, nice. Yes. Yeah, so just played a little bit of a coach role for that one Um, just to let you know give give other guys a lot more game time yeah um so yeah we kind of expected to win that and it was quite comfortable um and then we played the hornets who typically we've we've played close so i've played the Hornets twice in Baffa, so last season and then 2019 um actually the i remember listening to this podcast in 2019 and uh you guys previewed the game day in glasgow um, the crows hornets game and that's when tom clark said that it wouldn't be uh, not even close uh, and the hornets would would beat us and then we won 39 <laughs> 33 uh, which i uh you know i remember that i think um i should have got that i should have got that t-shirt that you guys have made you know yeah, little plug for your uh for your store there <laughs> uh, i should have got that i think you can get it in maroon can't you so I, I think should, it's I still there it.
0: maroon yeah 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 there was there was some thought that went into the colors don't worry
2: yeah good because <laughs> it's good. there in purple
0: that. as well for carnegie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's formerly known as all
2: right yeah so well the game finished 49 26 uh, and it wasn't really particularly close at any point i mean i was again like with the broncos game hopeful of giving ourselves like a good account of ourselves play them close um, but they were just really clinical and ruthless throughout the game, especially on offense. Um, they were only missing Jason, yeah. So they had a very strong squad there. Cass was blitzing, so obviously kind of back from injury, I guess. Good to yeah. see him playing again. But obviously a very very good blitzer, um, quite different, I guess, to Jason in style, um, but still can be equally as effective and and give us you know, give us trouble. And obviously the coverage on the back end was stellar as always. Um, but yeah, played with Hornets at Sportmondeball. Yeah. Few weeks ago, um, so want to give a shout out to those guys for having me. And yeah, that was a, that was a really good weekend. It was really good to get to know them, have a lot of fun playing playing with those guys, and we did pretty well. Got yeah. to the semi-finals semis, over there. Lost, yeah. to, lost to the armadillos. Beat the a close smoke. Game. That's
1: the only thing that matters. Beat the smoke. Ah,
2: yeah. You don't want to you don't want to come away go. from a tournament with that. It's a bit a bit small time, isn't it? To say oh, well, at least we <laughs> beat the smoke. But that, I mean, for me, that was quite nice to beat them because <laughs> yeah. we would cool. lost the flag in New Year semi on an XP shootout. Crows lost them in the play. Quite a close game last September. I don't know if you saw that one. Yeah. And um, that was that we played them very close to be fair. Um and I lost to Smoke with Cardiff in the King Bowl final last year. That's two King Bowl finals, two losses for me. Uh, so it was nice to uh but it was nice to uh to beat them. But yeah, I mean the armadillo final. I mean the good thing about Sport Mondabol is a really high quality stream. Yeah. And you can watch that game on YouTube. Um and it's quite yeah. tough to watch back because really we, we should have won that game, I think. Obviously, the armadillos are one of the best teams in Europe, and they showed it. Went on to win the final, but uh, we we could have won that game, and uh, I think we gave a really good account of ourselves all weekend. So yeah, no shout out to the Hornets for for having me. Yeah, they're a good good bunch. Yeah, yeah it's, so it's, good fun against, it's fun to play against them after playing with them. Yeah, the, like, shit, yeah. the shit the shit talk came thick and fast.
0: Uh, yeah, they turn it they turn it on pretty easy, don't they? So it's funny. Yeah,
2: they do. They do. There was a
0: there's a bit I think it's caught on. Some recording somewhere, where it's like three games. It's like three or four plays in, and you can just hear Maca like chirp up, being like, "How are we this far And We've not had an argument yet." (laughs) (laughs) For us and them, it's so good. Um,
2: Yeah. So that was our that was our three games. Then I um Titans Broncos. Okay. uh, Which finished twenty eighteen to the Broncos. So it was that was, you know, the classic tale of two halves. So Titans' defence was excellent in the first half. Broncos didn't score a point. I think they barely got a first down, actually, in that first half. Um, and then on, on offence, Titans were moving the ball pretty well, finding gaps in coverage, particularly at the middle. Obviously, Sarah um, is, a, is a brilliant blitzer, but, you know, the middle of the field, depending on the coverage behind, can be open. And Alan Mead, the quarterback, is pretty good at finding hitting the seam early. Um and so that was that was happening pretty pretty regular in the first half. But then after halftime, completely different story. So obviously the Broncos probably chatted about what they saw on defense and adapted. Played a lot more cover three in the second half, you know, filled up that middle. Um and then the the Titans offense completely stalled, had four interceptions. Oh my god. Really, it's really not- poor clock management at the end, which is kind of surprising. Uh, yeah. Considering the experience that they've got on that offense. So they essentially were down by 10, but would have had a chance to score and then maybe get the ball back and just let the clock run down too slowly and ended up just digging themselves a hole.
0: Just running that time.
2: Yeah, but I think I didn't see Broncos v Blackhawks because I was playing at the same time, but. I don't think the Broncos conceded a point in the second half across all three games yeah. unless they did against Newcastle. Uh, I know it was, they, they it was 47 13, and...
0: but I don't, I don't know when the. Points yeah, I don't know in. if those points came in the
2: first half for Newcastle or if someone yeah. came in the second. But yeah, they didn't concede a point in the second half against us or against Titans. So fair play to that defense. Um, yeah, excellent. Yeah. Really good. Yep. Um, Titans beat Comets 72 0. Um, Probably not much more to say. like Ash Lancashire, who's now in the Silver Lions, looking forward to playing with him this weekend. Got uh, four picks and three pick sixes oh. uh, in that game. I think Clyde were pretty much done at that point. They that was their final game. So, I yeah,
0: uh, yeah, I had to. Unfortunately, I had the unfortunate honour of being on the ref crew for a a seventy pointer mm-hmm. at the uh, week at the weekend, and it's not it's not fun for anyone.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. I did see that <laughs> scoreline. I'm sure you'll talk about it in a second. So, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Titans Hornets finished 42 uh, 28 to the Hornets. I watched little, little bits of this game. This was on while I was resting. Yeah. But uh, I've asked Ollie Dyer, I asked Ollie Dyer who's the, who plays defense for or defensive uh, coordinator and plays defense for the Titans, play with him in GB as well. I think he, he kind of summarized it by saying overall it was a disappointing game day for them. Obviously yeah. losing to the Broncos and, and the Hornets. Just said that the Hornets were just really solid especially uh, in the second half, really clinical again, like they were against us. Um, Their offense kind of moved the ball at times, but I think in the second half, Callum Stepani got a pretty big pick and um, stalled any momentum that the the Titans had, yeah, and that was kind of it after that.
0: He will do that kind of thing.
2: Yeah, I've seen it plenty (laughs) of times. Uh, He's pretty good at that. Yeah. Then, do that kind of thing. The other three games I didn't get to see, which is all Newcastle games, they were all on at the same time as I was playing yeah. and ref. so they got the first win of the season. So big shout out to them for getting yeah, that 26 19
0: Clyde. over the uh the Comets. I think that was yeah. one of those like weird, probably would have been like perversely like a game of the day. Yeah, that's it. Kind I kind of, of wanted it, to watch that because it's yeah. like two teams that are like looking for that first win. Um,
2: yeah, and obviously. I think it, it looks closer than it was. I think I have spoke to Steve Smith after the game and he said that they scored fairly, like with a few seconds left, I think, the, the Comets. Ah, okay. So I think Newcastle were fairly comfortable, but yeah. Um, I know Phil and Steve put a lot of work into preparing. Obviously, Newcastle's results haven't been great, but I know they put a lot of work into preparation and, yeah. you know, getting getting ready for the games. So I'm glad they got that win. And yeah. so, Shout out yeah. to Saskia got her first interception she was really excited about that
0: <laughs> I bet.
2: yeah Yeah. so so yeah overall i mean lovely game day lovely place to play not not ideal results wise but yeah i'll uh i try and dig into that gb for gv silver's philosophy of it. it's about the, the process yeah, and,
0: yeah it only matters if, yeah it's yeah. ones at the end of the year that you can uh you can worry about we're still
2: in the playoff picture <laughs> exactly and we've probably had our toughest games out of the way now not saying not not underestimating obviously uh, Aberdeen, Edinburgh, firmly in the next cross conference, and we still got to play the Titans again. Uh, but I feel yeah. like we've got our toughest games out of the way for the most part.
0: Yeah, so like I think I feel like our schedule's so. like backloaded. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like in,
2: the game v Aberdeen will be very very close, going by last year's two games. Yeah.
0: So yeah. So we've still we've got you the Titans, and then the Broncos and Hornets like still to go. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, yeah, we've got we've got. That. So what
2: you're saying is we'll all end up playing each other in the wild card round again yeah exactly
0: basically it's it's, it is it is foretold uh yeah edinburgh heifer mill what a place like played there a couple times before um like the university of edinburgh playing fields are glorious you're like right underneath arthur's seat um it's proper fan like proper modern surface um yeah it's just it's it's awesome um really 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 like playing there um i guess yeah only only minor administrative snafus would really be like i don't know if i necessarily plan to travel into edinburgh on the same day as a harry styles concert and the edinburgh marathon festival but sometimes you got to do what you got to do to get (laughs) to get into the city center um i don't think anyone got too badly caught up caught up in anything um but yes um so we had our, from an oil cats perspective, um, had our the first game was our second matchup, um, against the the New Look Kings, who um, obviously having a a rough season, um, at the moment. But good to see Steve come over from the contact side to play quarterback, um, and yeah, I know that the points total probably doesn't look like it, but um, I was actually quietly impressed with with his game, to be honest, like. You know, you're playing, yeah. playing teams that need to come up and get wins, but, you know, to come over from, you know, come in, come over, start playing flag. He's um, not played for a long time. Yeah. And like he's not, and you, and you can see that, you could see that he had like rust when it came, right? When it comes to playing flag and yeah. stuff. But like, every now and then he would just like release a ball and you were like, damn. <laughs> like, it's there. Like, like, you know, like he would just, because I was, yeah, i um you know, I mentioned it earlier on. I was I reffed the Kings Scorpions game, and that was a seventy nil win for the for the Scorpions. Um, and I was I was back judge. I was on the Scorpion sideline, and yeah, every now and then, like he would like just uncork. I mean, there was a lot of short stuff, a lot of you know quick passing stuff, trying to get the offense moving. And every now and then, he would just uncork one, and just it would just go. And even the Scorpions on the sideline were just like. It's like a good, like it's like you know what I mean, like it's like good, it's good play, it's good ball, like you know, like maybe yeah. the play it's not being complete finished, it's not, it might fall incomplete or something, but like the ball is good, the read is good, and like you could he- they could hear them, and obviously like it's easy to say when you're up, like that, like you know they were up thirty eight nil at half time, uh, whatever, but like apparently the game you know, was
1: over pretty quickly, there's a lot of picks and
0: yeah, and like, you know, and they were just really like the but they were really but like the scorpions guys were like they should throw that ball more often, like they'll, because they'll yeah, hit to who though, yeah, but yeah. But like yes. yeah, it was one of those it was one of those things. I think Scott had a had a pretty good day, you know? Like
1: he's improving. It was, he's yeah, getting he's better. getting there
0: like he's he's a good he's a good big target for Steve as well. Like um and they just need to kind of yeah, settle a wee bit. Um I think so, yeah. Because but I know it's I know it's hard it. when you're it is when like I spoke you
1: I've know. to a few guys after it, Bez and like the general consensus for us like like tree, we miss you. Like they, still, the still the results would have still been losses, yeah. but not as bad as what yeah. I've heard. Um because like I I, I do miss playing. Like that's only been one week that I've not played, and I do miss it, but at the same time, like I know why I've stepped away for my own reasons. Yeah. Like one of them wasn't having fun, but that's not the main reason. Um there's yeah, obviously stuff going oh going on at the minute, which we I've kind of, kind of spoken to my like, close friends about. But I, I do intend them potentially playing. Again, maybe this season, it'll probably be the last game day in per and um well, finish because I can literally see the venue out my back door here. Like that's nice. how close it is. So if something happens at home, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. you I can, can be just home. come
1: home. Like I I don't have to travel. So I, I might try and squeeze a few games in at the end of the year just to kind of for sentimental reasons and warm up for the quake, you know. But um get the arm going for that. Uh but I I think they're going through a status transition. I think it's gonna be a really tough year for them this year um uh are they gonna win a game I, I mean clyde might not turn up so maybe um
0: they've got both games to go against clyde right
1: they do yeah. yeah and i think i so they've got an opportunity i mean there's a chance there that they might be able to go to the playoff promotion but i i don't see them beating the distillers i don't see them beating the raptors i don't yeah. see them beating the killer well maybe the killer bees i suppose but Definitely not those two high firing offenses. I don't think they've yeah. got the pieces to keep up. So, yeah, rough date the office for the Kings. But again, positive for the other teams, though. I mean, I mean, Wigan getting a win again for confidence levels, great. You know, Salford, yeah. that's a way to you know, get a guys rotation, get some points on the board, and really get, you know, work on themselves. So you're not often going to score 70 points at a Prem uh, game day. So, it's good yeah. for them, boys. I think what was the other one? 54 13 with Aberdeen.
0: Uh, no, no difference to the first for, game there. 49 24. We beat them in one of the weirdest game of flag, games of flag football I've ever been a part of, um, and I don't even know why it was weird. It was what like you would look at that score and you would be like, "Comfortable, easy," and it was just, it was just weird. Like it was just weird. <laughs> so like for the first, like first off, I didn't know the score. Maybe maybe the maybe the rest of my team doesn't feel like this, but first off, I didn't know the score. So when I asked, uh, I think it was Megan what the score was you know just coming up on half time. and she was like oh you're up like 28 12 or something i was like oh i thought we i literally thought we were up by three or something like three or four like i thought it was an extra point game um so yeah we were up i think it was 28 12 at the half and then they got it back to and it was and it was just gary doing gary things like you like he was awesome like he was just cover- he was like covering the middle of the field from like the edge of the field like and just, you know, like like you he say earlier it. on, like you see, he like Liam said it. earlier yeah, on, like you nice. see smart quarterbacks trying to hit that middle zone, right? And he's just like, his arms are just so long. Like he just, this, it was like a it's ridiculous... Pick he
1: got against Warrington last year at, at Sterling, the cross conference, yeah. and he just like runs across the guy. The arm goes like six feet across the pitch, like mine. That's yeah, he did the exactly the same. Him. He
0: did exactly the same thing to Edinburgh earlier this year um and he did exactly the same thing uh to um (sighs) did exactly the same thing uh yet to to solford as well just yeah our our scottish liam harper's doing pretty well it was (laughs) it was just silly um unfortunately he he went out at halftime oh okay so it got like a bit nervy and they got back to like within five points or something and uh you know like you know obviously i'm in the middle of defense blitzing and you was like guys chill we got this we're fine and um yeah then we then kind of reset got a couple of um got a couple of decent stops and and uh there the offense were like points um and it it blew back out again so it was just weird it was just one of those weird weird games that like yeah you look at the score and you're like oh like scored double the double the points they did but and i'm sure salford would agree like they would be you know it was didn't feel like that um which was which was quite cool um us and the bandits was 51 19 um yeah got up early and that was kind of went away with that but did really enjoy that game like the bandits quarterback oh i've forgotten his name but he was relatively relatively tall um um, kind of bald guy, um, but he was he was good fun to and kind of had a chat Is with him it, later on. Was it Paul? Paul Bennett? Is Paul? Is that yeah? I didn't. I I didn't. I didn't catch his name. He's probably. a lovely guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's he was. He was super nice. He refereed one of our games. He played for the Vipers, football. didn't he? So,
2: oh, I think. You know, no, no. It's not. Sorry. You're thinking Mike Sullivan, heard, but, are you?
0: That's the
2: one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Paul's, but yeah. You're, you guys are putting a lot of points up this season, so, Aberdeen, I've noticed.
0: Yeah, we're not really sure. Like, you know, it's we're kind of in a weird spot as well because like we've not. Played the
1: Kings twice, I'd hold hype there. Played the
0: Kings twice, yeah. Um, like we've not had you know, Greg, I think Greg's only played two games, Aaron Drummond's yet to play a game. Um, so it's been been like a bit of a transition year this year, and yeah, the offense seems to be Aaron's still
2: recovering from that stop and go in the wild card round. So I
0: I don't know what Aaron's doing, so. He's, uh, I think he's been invited to every to every, every single person in Aberdeen that's getting married in the next 12 months, I think, is invited Aaron on the stag do. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's, like he's hardly been in the country. Um, well, that's
1: interesting with the oil cuts and the outlaws. I know you kind of mentioned it earlier for the Aberdeens. You're back into your sieve and stacked quite heavy. Yeah. I think the outlaws are like that too. I think it's going to be really interesting to see where the oil cuts and outlaws end up at the end of the year because yeah. both schedules for the, you guys and the outlaws are stacked. Yeah, like so outlaws had a have fairly got... easy, Ozy start to the year. Uh, but yeah, Crows,
0: Titans, yeah, so they've got Crows, Hornets, games, Hornets Broncos. twice. Yeah, exactly. And the Broncos, uh, coming up as their net as their next, it's like what again. six of their eight games. Yeah, yeah. and us. Yeah, um, so
1: far, I think they're overachieving no. slightly looking at the standings. Like, I think, as I say, Liam probably backs up on this. I think the Crows will get stronger as the year goes on. I can see the Outlaws losing a few more games and dropping down. Sulphur might pick up a few more wins. I can see the Outlaws. I'd love to see them keep doing well and carry off that that div one, you know, prowess that they had and keep that momentum going. But they've got a really tough end of the year. That that, that be if they do well, I, I'd, I'd love to see it. But it's it's going to be super tough. But that's the Prem.
0: So what that's was incredibly impressive? What was incredibly impressive here was it was Ali Morello chucking the ball around. No Matts, no Liam. Ali Morello was the quarterback and the yeah they got through the scorpions game uh we were playing at the time so i don't know too much about that but like the outlaws like they were like elated by the end of it like when the whistle went it was very clear who the winner was like it was like Salford looked a bit just like what just happened like they they honestly they looked a bit shocked at what just happened um obviously went on to then play the Kings and kind of write the ship a bit um the outlaws bandits game 14 12. the bandits scored on the final play of the game only for it to be called back for what I'd originally thought was a delay of game penalty um and I was like no you cannot have missed like, yeah you cannot have and not have delay of game in the last play um, but it turned out it was blocking the blitz so they've uh, yeah the of Wigan quarterbacks like throwing it deep to the back to the back of the end zone lad has gone up got the ball catch inbounds you know the referee the referees are you know looking at each other being like yeah catch is good and uh, but the head ref flag's already gone uh, yeah shielding uh, game over who's refereeing game over uh, who refereed that game
1: Cause I've seen vi- I've I've seen video replay footage from the Aberdeen, uh, Salford game, for for one of the calls that was quite controversial. I, even I got sent it to have a look at it too. Uh, I have never seen this one.
0: Oh, was that the was that the was that the first? It's for the remember. half. It's on the half. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was
1: like, there's no way I could even make a judgment call oh, on that. Like, yeah,
0: and to be and like to be so basically to bring Liam in. What happened was there was like a. The lads run like an out route, basically along the halfway line. And the ball's kind of come at him a bit wiggly. And he's like, kind of caught the ball and like rolled. And it was like, is his elbow down? Is the ball over the line? Did the ball actually hit the ball? Is he even holding the
1: ball? It did even, like,
0: was it even a catch? And there was this long, and like, John Guthrie, it was because the king was just like, the angle he had, he was like, you know, there's leg, there's arms and legs in the way, like, Thank you, I'm not sure. And it ended up, they were just like, Captain's in. We're gonna we're gonna replay the down. Like we're just gonna we're just gonna replay the down. Um and both teams were just like, yeah, whatever, fine, go for it. And they ran a play and they got the first down anyway, so it didn't become like a huge turning point in the game. Um, but yeah, on the on the you can see the video, the video makes it so much clearer. Um but yeah, I think the referee crew kind of deserve kind of some kudos there because that was it's one of those rare times, especially in amateur sport, where it's like, I have no idea, but we have to make a call here. Um, and thankfully, they were like, well, what if we just do it again? And both teams were just like, to be honest, neither of us really know. Obviously, we want it to go each way. Um,
1: yeah, It's a wee bit different as far yeah. as a score, but at the half...
0: but the half, for a first down, yeah. it's... it's Yeah. If that's like touchdown, no touchdown, and it's a close game and all that kind of stuff, then it's, it's a bit different. Um, and I think they did actually go on to score on that drive, so...
2: Um,
0: that was never over. No, I'm kidding. <laughs>
2: that um, that bandits win or uh, sorry, that outlaws win over to bandits. I know it's obviously we're only halfway through the season, but that that could have quite big playoff implications huge. come the end of this season. Yeah, because there is there's obviously the twelve at the moment, and then I would say after that you've probably got three teams outside of the playoffs at the moment. So Phoenix Bandits and Scorpions is yeah. kind of in the pick, you know, just outside of it. So and that like hunt-
0: that head to head. Edinburgh over yeah.
2: both of those two teams,
0: exactly is massive. Um, so yeah, it was yeah, it was a it was allegedly it was a shielding blocking the blitz call, um, yeah, which ended it, just... it for the, um, and then, I think that was it. Yeah, the uh, Outlaws just had the two games. Um, yeah, I didn't see that. I didn't see the Kings Bandits one. Um, we were we were up and away to get home. Um,
1: yeah. I'd read I'd read my messages, so, but. I did. I was more of a phone call that I had about all three games, and yeah, I was getting informed of what actually yeah. happened. At the well, day. I saw
0: John. So. John kind of came one. John Guthrie came like wandering in like halfway through the first game. It's like, what time to call this, mate.
1: Uh, so. I I can't wait. I think his son had football on or something yeah. in the morning. Um, I think he no, was, no, no, was pretty busy to kind of get through for the start. But yeah. I we'll see what, what happens with the Kings. I, I don't. I don't think they'll win a game this season. In all honesty, I just. Like, it's tough. It's, it's not going to be easy losing everyone that they have. And yeah, it's not fun, but hopefully they, hopefully, they stick with it. Hopefully, they stick with the program. And I think, you know, treat next year as another year to kind of grow. And I think Div 1 yeah. is probably a good place to rebuild we'll play, again, yeah. potentially. Yeah. And I think, I think so. Give them a chance to see if they want to continue playing or if, if they want to, you know, do something else. I don't, I don't know. It's, well, it's a lot's happening. Obviously, you know, the contact team folded as well. Yeah. So there, and there's been no pickup from that. There's been, for, as far as I'm aware, no players have came. Oh, I'll, I'll just continue to play flag.
0: Yeah, it's just been, that's it.
1: That's exodus. It, it's it, it was always going to be like that. And that's the yeah. thing. That's Trying to recruit is difficult. Um But I, I mean, the only thing is, to kind of, if you want to take a positive from it, it now gives the youth a direct pathway Yeah. to playing in the flag team without the distraction of K. I yeah. guess that's a potential way of looking at the process and being positive about it. Yeah, if you think that, about
0: the wider club. Like, yeah, um, it could help. because there is a fantastic youth there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, So, as we saw at Junior Winter League, so hopefully exactly, we'll, uh, exactly.
1: We'll so see it's not that. the end, Bez. I will, I will be playing again just this it's year. Never the end. Yeah, new job, you know. Yeah, and, exactly. And Priority a few things at home, but uh, of I, I'm hopefully trying. To, I want to try and train with Aberdeen, though. think yeah. you guys train on a Tuesday night now. I was up there today on a Tuesday night. I was up in Aberdeen. There you go. Uh, and then is once is it? I get settled into my job, is to make Tuesday tomorrow, my come regular up. thing and maybe come along before I head home and stuff. And we'll still keep active and keep playing just now and we'll kind of yeah. re-evaluate for next season. So I wish them all the best of luck, but I'll still be
0: around. Of course. Cool. Uh, so those results give us the following standings Glasgow Hornets remain top of the tree, undefeated at 8 0. Grangemouth Broncos 7 and 2. Oilcats 6-2, Edinburgh 5-2, Clyde Comets 0-7, Kings 0-8. So that's how we're looking. Um, Obviously, that gives the uh, Hornets uh, a uh, bye into the second round. So if the playoffs were to be today, uh, we've got the Reading Devils and the Manchester Crows, uh, the Grangemouth Broncos and the London Flash, the Aberdeen Oilcats and the Cardiff Hurricanes. And the Edinburgh Outlaws and the Chichester Sharks. Um
2: quite like that as a well in terms of at least you know teams aren't gonna you're playing against teams that you don't normally play in the regular yeah, season. So that's, that's four that's nice four straight it.
0: north-south games would be like lovely, chef kiss like mm-hmm. that would just be super. Um so yeah, looking looking forward to that one. So that will do us for our uh review. And I realize that this has become a long show, so we'll make this bit relatively brief. Uh we are well into tournament season. Obviously, Big Bowl is this weekend. Um, first and 15 podcast did the draw. Um, my understanding is that there will be some the streaming and coverage will be done uh through Marcus and the gang as well. So if you want to go and follow that tournament, um first and 15 will be your will be your place. Um Sticking with the continent, pink Bowl registrations are now open. A spot can be yours for the princely sum of two hundred and twenty-five euros, um, for the men in the mixed and the same price for the ladies. So looking forward to that one. Um, I do see that the silver lions are in to defend their uh, defender title, um, but only because that was uh commented on by dale saying we are in so um, <laughs> yeah we're I've going
2: been, we've, got, we've got a trophy to retain i'm hopefully hoping to be there yeah um, so do that.
0: uh yeah so they'll be uh they'll be heading over which will be which will be dead cool um and i'm sure plenty of other uh kind of british teams will do similar as well um the what else did i write down Oh, the Granite City Quake—the one that I'm organising—is open. There's there's a couple of spa- <laughs> there's a couple of spaces left um, at the Granite City Quake. If you are interested in a post-season tournament in Scotland, um, and yeah we'll be announcing our lineup pretty soon which will be cool and also if you're a a WFFL team uh, registration for the baffle flag women's flag football league is now open you have until the june the 30th to get your team in so don't delay and obviously we'll be covering that league as we go for the rest of the season which will be fun and uh because someone asked me the other day, I have no idea where the final venue will be, if we are going to be involved or not. That discussion is yet to happen. But don't worry if I get to stand on a cold concrete floor for nine hours in a row again, um, we will do so. Will we not, Tree? Because that is just how we rock and roll. Roll. Again, frostbite in our toes to cover football. (laughs) So i'll bring more carpet this year don't worry
1: yeah definitely more carpet i think keep the feet or the coal of our toes this time that was freezing the last time
0: it was the um yep. top, yeah top top tip for the balcony in ravens in the winter time william we uh found out that the the vents were jammed open in the in the december it was snowing inside the venue um yep. and obviously the balcony is concrete it's just you know it's just a concrete floor and we could like could not feel our feet because it was just the cold was just like seeping up so i went and got i don't have proper um like foot mats in my car i've just got bits of carpet like off-cut carpet um found them to stand on and the pain went away within like half an hour it was great
2: but i only had two bits so
0: (laughs) so we suffered cammy and tree had to do without because scott and i were standing up
2: nice things you do for flag exactly, yep, so we'll, exactly.
0: Have get, uh, we'll have to get four bits of carpet next year
1: we'll be more
2: prepped this time that's for sure yeah, we'll
0: be prepared for uh the arctic environment um but yeah i think that's uh i think that's everything that was on my list tree have i missed have i missed anything uh
1: i think uh, for the meantime that's pretty pretty much everything we get some nec gossip this week which was nice we did We're some dead. gb news lovely uh Ah, it's nice to have a doctor on the show. I'm, I'm very, I mean, you know, I feel <laughs> like I'm, you know, well at my depth today.
0: So, yeah, pro- it's good. It's good. It's possibly you know, the most highly voice. educated guest we've ever had.
1: Exactly. Exactly. It's definitely up there. I don't see Greg having like PhDs and stuff in his name. So, you know, Liam's welcome back. But I don't think there's anything else. I think in the meantime, we're good. We'll enjoy Pig Bowl. We'll look forward to seeing all the results come in. Um, I guess there'll be a lot of other announcements coming soon. Uh, that we need to look forward to. The next yes. show could be an exciting one when Mister Sim returns. Um, and uh,
0: oh. up to something. Season is in full swing. So, oh yeah, uh... yeah. there's loads <laughs> of behind the scenes stuff. There's to look a lot going on. Now. Yeah, yeah. a lot going on. Cool. Well, okay. On that note, Liam. um We'll just say thank you very much for spending your time with us. I know it's been a long night on Zoom for you. Um Yeah, we're
2: getting close past my bedtime now. Uh, a, well, thanks very much for having pleasure. me on, guys. I've been listening to your lovely voices. Well, for well, obviously, true. You're fairly, new, relatively new, but Bez oh. since for about four, over four years now. I think so since going. I started playing flag, you've always been my. My source of hnc uh news so <laughs> appreciate a, i appreciate that
0: can't even we must be getting i don't even know what we must we're i think we're getting this might be episode 90 to be honest which is absolutely terrifying oh, wowzers.
2: over four years um, i look forward to seeing what you do for the big so 100
0: the big 100 we're gonna have to have a have a bit of a party i think so we'll we'll do something but yeah no but yeah it's been an absolute pleasure and uh yeah we'll definitely we'll definitely catch up again uh so don't be a don't be a stranger and i guess we'll see you
2: it's See you, so we'll you very see you, soon. We'll see you yeah. next month. Yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll exchange some coffee. Yeah, um, absolutely.
0: So that so was course. the one bit that did. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I didn't get. Uh, yeah, fellow coffee coffee enthusiast into your intro, but yeah, I will. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
2: I'll. Uh, I'll
0: find something I'll find something special for you. Don't worry.
2: Likewise. Likewise, I'll pick out something.
0: Fantastic. Cool. Well, thank you everyone for sticking with us for the show. It's been it's an absolute pleasure to have you, um, and we're always grateful that you choose to spend your time with us. So. Uh, yeah enjoy the big big bowl if you're going enjoy the coverage if you're not and uh, yeah we will see you again for our week five slash four review very very soon that is the way we hnc it Remember that you can be sure to never miss an episode of The Way We HNC It by subscribing on whatever platform you listen on and ensuring that you leave us a couple of stars as a review. Um, To be honest, we're not entirely sure what that does, but if you enjoy the show, give us some decent stars and tell your friends, and if you don't enjoy the show, then feel completely free to tell nobody about it. You tried, you didn't like it. But hey, at least you tried and at least we got here. And to be honest, you must have liked it a little bit because here at the end of the show, you're still listening. Speak soon, everyone. Have a great week.